0: West of Twin Peaks Radio back again. Retro is all the rage when it comes to new music in 2024, but while everything old is new again, you'll find today's tunes are lyrically rooted in the present. Hear what I mean on today's fresh episode of
1: West of Twin Peaks
0: Radio with MJ Call on BFF.FM San Francisco. As younger, As younger
2: Louis Vuitton
0: Hello, hello, hello. MJ back again in San Francisco with two full hours of brand new music from the Bay and Beyond, including a spotlight on today's guest artist, Darwin Siegaldown of the Oakland band, The Helltones.
2: I was in love with you from the moment I eyes met. And I would do for you all those things that I would do
0: for no one else. That's the Helltones off their fantastic new LP, Medusa, a 13-track trip with a throwback sound and decidedly 21st century lyrics. My chat and deep dive with Darwin is coming up in my second hyper-local hour. But first, a full 60 minutes of fresh music, starting with some cosmic new tracks, including a trippy new tune from Portland's six-piece band, On, who literally take us on a journey to outer space with this new single, Black Hole. Thanks for tuning in again to West of Twin Peaks Radio. quite the cosmic opening set. I just played Did You Mean It? from Mirama, a.k.a. Logan McKenzie out of New Zealand, who's a multi-instrumentalist who's been in Paramore's touring band and is releasing his debut solo EP, Arrows in Paradise, on Friday. Before that, you heard the indie folk outfit out of Calgary called Grand Coulee, which is made up of a number of musicians from different genres quite literally banding together. I played their song called Lotus. Before that, you heard the beautiful song, Hand to Hand, from Nashville-based with Texas-born Katie Kirby, whose new LP, Blue Raspberry, came out on January 26th. And the set started with Black Hole from Portland Collective, On. This is MJ, and you're listening to West of Twin Peaks Radio, continuing on with some swampy country garage music. This is from L.A.'s Mystic Braves off their terrific EP, Spinning Wheel, This is Riding Dirty. Artist discovery, I just can't get enough of. His name is Duff Thompson out of New Orleans off his latest LP, Shadow People, which was released in October. I played the song Throw It Down. This is MJ. Thanks so much for tuning in to West of Twin Peaks Radio today. Got news that Craigie's back. That's right, California born but Portland based modern day troubadour John Craigie just released a new album called Pagan. This is a highlight off it, which he played at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass in October. It's called Judas.
3: I got a song with your wife's name in it. It ain't about her to coincidence. Yes, I knew her before you knew her. We never made love. We never got to. We ain't gonna. So don't worry. Unless you screw up. And then sorry. Unless you screw up. Then maybe just cause you bought a crown don't make you my king Ain't nothing bad no more, your grandma taking it a bull on the way to the store Ain't nothing bad no more, my acupuncturist has got a tramp stand I put a needle in me, I put a needle in me I tell me how you went to Cabo, did a whole bunch of molly She say it's good for me, for my anxiety Do a pinky punch on the way to therapy Ain't nothing bad no more Ain't nothing bad no more Your mom and dad went holly got a third down in cali i'll bring her up to thanksgiving I make you call her aunt sally save the marriage no kidding if the world gonna end they're gonna go down swinging nobody booed yet I don't jump You can't give up Till I give up If you can see it I can see it bleed From my hands Take all that you need And climb on my back What else you gonna do You save my goddamn life I'm gonna save yours too Got a song with your wife's name in it It ain't about her to coincide Yes, I knew her before you knew her We never made love, we never got to We ain't gonna, so don't worry Unless you screw up, then sorry Unless you screw up, then maybe I don't know you, you don't know me
4: I drowned on Sunday in night phases of losing life.
2: like a train
0: A great set of twenty twenty four country adjacent tunes. You just heard Ducks Unlimited from Toronto and their new song "Train Full of Gasoline" off their LP Harm's Way, scheduled for release February 9th. Before that, I played Big Thief's Buck Meek and a song off his solo release Quero Dudes. He just released his first solo LP last year and played a sold out show at the Chapel just last week. And the set started with John Craigie and Judas. Plenty more ahead here on West of Twin Peaks Radio, including my guest artist segment with the Helltones. But I still have plenty of new music to get to, including this collaboration that no one expected, but that everyone's talking about. This is indie artist Faye Webster teaming up with former hip-hop and now genre-fluid artist Little Yachty and their new single, Lego Ring.
1: I
2: want a Lego ring. I want it to hurt my feet
0: Tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco. Well, that was a rockin' set. I just played Sydney-based Royal Otis, whose debut LP, Prats and Pain, is coming in February. The song I played was Velvet. Before that, the LCD-inspired retro punk song Original Sin from Brighton-based The New Eaves. New York neo-punk outfit Bodega was also in that set with a very danceable song, Tarkovsky. And I opened up with those steely dan vibes from Queens-based artist Jimmy Montague and the song... Only one for me. You're listening to West of Twin Peaks Radio today. I'm MJ. Remember my guest artist segment with the Helltones is coming up right after one more rocker to button the hour with. This is the new collaboration between Oasis brother Liam Gallagher teaming up with Stone Roses guitarist John Squire. This is Just Another Rainbow. Song would fit perfectly on the back half of the Beatles' white album. That was Liam Gallagher and John Squire and Just Another Rainbow. Expect a longer project and even a potential tour from those two in 2024. This is MJ, and welcome to the second hyperlocal hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio. Today, spotlighting Oakland band The Helltones, who released one hell of an album in early December called Medusa. Its retro doo-wop and surf sonics accompanied by modern-day lyrics make for a kick-ass listen, as I discuss with founder and frontman Darwin Siegeldatz. Our chat and deep dive coming up, but first let's listen to this banger off the LP. This is Don't Waste My Time. hello darwin it's great to meet you
5: it's nice to meet you too
0: i have to say uh medusa is like an hour-long lp 13 tracks and absolutely no skips it is just a a great album from start to finish
5: thank you so much i i fucking appreciate i i honestly i want i (laughs) i have my parts that i like and parts that i don't like of it but It feels fantastic to hear hear you say that.
0: When did you start actually start working on it as an album?
5: I would say I'm going to say early last year, um, but I honestly don't remember. um, At some point, I think. When we had about 15 or 16 songs that were recorded, I started being like, "Okay, um, this is enough for an album and I want it to sound like this, you know. I wanted to have enough thematic and um, sonic consistency that it hangs together well. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say about a year, a year of like working towards it as an album, but then maybe another two years before that of just writing the songs without really thinking of uh, a consistent presentation for them
0: well and when you said i want it to sound like this or i want it to be like this tell me what this is
5: um i wanted it to be like a a lot of love songs really like romantic and really um positive but also like kind of dark and weird at the same time um a lot of the songs are me thinking like what would i what would I want to? What kind of songs would I want to see a band play if I was like taking my partner, Clarice, who is the subject of a bunch of the songs? Um, like, what kind of band would I want to see? You know, I want something that's kind of romantic, upbeat, has some like fast songs. Um, I really, I really prefer when bands uh, have a lot of variety in their tempos. Um, like, I think. When, uh, when you know, when it's all fast songs, uh, or when it's all slow songs, I feel like your ear gets just tired of those tempos, and so I know I want to have some like fast hard bangers and some really slow kind of sexy jams and some uh, and some mid to mid range stuff to hold it together. Um, so yeah, I would say if I had to summarize it in as few words as possible, it would be like. Romantic, sexy, um, danceable, and very. That's what I was going for. Well, won't you be my savior, baby?
2: You got to understand.
0: it starts out with this beautiful melancholic romantic song that if you're not paying attention to the lyrics you would think it was a and, and because the name of the song is mike and laura so you assume it's a romantic song about mike and Lawrence. till you hear the lyrics and you discover it's a romantic song about drugs
5: that song is about um a couple that I lived with for a while named Mike and Laura. And uh, the Mike was the guitar player and songwriter for the punk band that I played in, which was the first like really good band that I ever played in, which was called Butch Nasty and the Blackout Kids. And I was playing bass for those guys for years. And, um, It dissolved sometime around 2015 because Mike and his partner Laura were getting increasingly addicted to heroin, and the lead singer was, to a lesser extent, getting addicted to heroin. And I like almost got addicted to heroin. I like was was like uh, it was just the band was doing too much too many drugs, and uh, practices were starting to get more and more scarce. So me and the drummer. Who I had gone to high school with and been playing in bands with off and on since high school. His name's uh, Paul Bowman. We started looking at each other and being like, "This is falling apart. Um, this we're gonna we're gonna have to start a new band or we're not gonna have a band." So that's how the tones got started. Um, we just started. I started writing songs with them, and um, that was one of the first ones we wrote, and it was just about watching Mike and Laura. You know have this codependent relationship and it sort of spiraled into greater and greater bullshit like sadness and um, but it was also kind of sweet and romantic too like there were like there were moments when they would just be really like visibly in love and Mike was also like just a great songwriter like so inspired did not waste uh, like I, I feel like every like lick that he played, he would like turn it into a song, and it would always come out good. Well, uh, you know, not all the songs are equally good, but he was a really good songwriter, and I really loved this guy. And uh, so yeah, I wrote that about them, and then he uh, passed away shortly after the song came out, which was really sad, but also kind of I don't know. I feel like it gives it kind of, it gives it extra poignancy for me. Master, keep me
2: Oh, they can't call In the summer In the spring
0: So you know, you had said it's a, it's like a, an album about love, and it's like many different kinds of love. It can be romantic love. It can be love for playing music and love for life. And you know, another song that gets into it is "I Hear Her Singing," which is actually my favorite song on the album. I'm glad you that it. Yeah, and uh, you know, it starts off with that bossa nova beat.
5: And it was kind of me like fantasizing about a really good night out in the town. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> back we were, in the
0: day when all you could do was fantasize about ex- a good night out. Yeah, of the yeah. Town. yeah, I was
5: really, I was really missing, I was really missing going out and like seeing bands play. And um, so yeah, with that, I didn't get around, I just didn't get around to recording it until like years after the lockdown. But that, uh, that one was, that's how that song came about.
0: Well, you put together such a great sonic salad of 50s, 60s, and 70s sounds um, that cover all sorts of genres, but I find that your lyrics are firmly placed in the 21st century. I mean, uh, where did your love affair, so to speak, with, you know, what you might term retro music, where did that start?
5: I think it started with um, surf rock, like I got really into, I got really into The Ventures. Um, and they, they have this one album called The Ventures in Space, where it's just like all of their weirdest, most sci-fi songs. And they have like a cover of the Twilight Zone theme song and the Outer Limits theme song, and I just loved that loved the sound of that album, loved the melodies on it, the guitar tones, like And then I got into the cramps, and after that it kind of just like it just like um was like dovetailed. Like I But I think they were the first ones, and that was not like I didn't grow up on that kind of music. My parents were The music that they listened to from their childhood was way more 70s, whereas I feel like I skew more towards the 50s and 60s. Anything that's not like what super heavily produced is retro now. You know, anything that sounds like actual instruments could be classified as retro.
0: It's a style that you know less more a style and less a genre, I guess.
5: I think I think the the strength of it, the reason that it stays relevant is because it's easier to make. You don't need like to do anything that sounds kind of retro um, you don't need a nice recording equipment to do it um, you can get you can have shitty microphones and a lot of equipment limitations and it still sounds good I feel like the with this album me and the mixing engineer spent so much time like fucking the sound up because it was like too it was too pristine um, because we, we recorded it, we, record, we recorded the first song, Mike and Laura, that one was on tape, and then the tape machine broke down, as they do, and um, so we, we were like, he was trying to fix it and a little like spark flew out and there was a little puff of smoke and we were just like, oh shit, that's, we're, we're, just, we're going straight into the computer, like this is not going to happen. So we ended up recording the rest and that one, the one that we recorded on tape, required the least mixing. It just sounded the way it was supposed to sound. Whereas all the other ones, we had to add all these like tape emulators and plugins to make it sound less like high fidelity and get the kind of warmth and saturation that of the music from that era has, you know, if you listen to, like, the Yardbirds or something, it's really, like, noisy. There's all this, like, going on in the background. And a lot of times the sounds get really distorted when they get loud, or the mix, like, isn't perfect. But all those little things make it cool. Um, so... Or make it cooler, you know? like the, the It's not gonna fix a bad song, but, like, those sonic elements, the obscurity and the ambiguity of, um, of tone and note and timing make it sound better to my ear than when everything is like crystal clear. I
2: take a good look in the mirror, see my reflection get no clearer, I don't know
0: I was going to say, I I really appreciate that explanation because it makes, it makes people like me think about all the effort that actually went into making it sound dirtier and lo-fi and whatnot. It's, you know, it's not, it's not that way because you use bad equipment or old equipment. It's that way because you intentionally worked hard to make it that way.
5: The idea is now this thing I'm building right now, this box is, um, I mean, Bad, bad by like pro audio standards, which is still pretty nice. But like this box, I tried to make it, it only has eight channels, so I could only do eight microphones on it at any given time. And I used all like cheap preamps, and uh, I'm going to get a couple of cheap microphones and try and figure out a way to create that sound without having to go in and use all <laughs> the plugins. So, I'm am j- I'm like still working on it, but uh, but that's gonna be my project for this year, and then record the next album by just renting out like an Airbnb somewhere in Grass Valley or something, and just bring in the box, and um, yeah, I think we'll see we'll see how it goes. I've never I've done recording myself, but only with a way more limited uh, um, limited equipment.
0: Is this the first album you've worked on with David Glace Group, Glass Group Yes. Yeah. Tell
5: he's me a- about his role. He's awesome. He's, he's great. Um, I think he, he definitely just, he was like the engineer. So he set up all the microphones, ran the console, ran the desk while we were recording and mixed everything. Um, and I was in the room, like I was, I like to mix with the engineer. I like be in the room. So we just sat in the- after we recorded it, you know, we sat in the room for a while, and mixed, and like I have a pretty clear idea of what I want it to sound like, but he knows all the like little arcane details of pro audio that I don't really know. Um, And so, like when I heard the mixes that he did, they always sound just like, like the way I'm trying to get it to sound, but I like don't know how exactly and they sound consistent no matter what you're playing them on which i, th- I think is the craziest part because whenever i do a mix i'll listen to it on uh i'll listen to it on my studio in my like home to st- here on my little home studio i listen to it in the car and it tends to sound pretty different on all of the different systems whereas his mixes sound good just whatever they're played on and uh, yeah so he was he was the engineer and the producer to a certain extent
0: well, I mentioned him because he literally, his name literally popped up in every other interview I did last year.
5: He works with, <laughs> he only works with good artists.
0: <laughs> there you go. With
5: your eyes to the
2: sea You want to live a life of ease, a life of luxury Well then, baby, we make a pair So put your arm in mine and I'll take you there We'll have everything I have everything we could ever do
0: Look like? Are you guys going to be doing some shows or touring, or what? What? What's happening with the Helltones in
5: 2024? Um, I, honestly, I'm kind of dialing. I'm dialing the, the live stuff back a little bit. Um, we played like so many shows in 2023, and it um, it made me realize that like if you aren't intentional about setting up a good event and picking up if you aren't intentional about all the elements of a show a lot of times they go kind of poorly like i would just uh, all 22 and 2023 i just said yes to everything you know and so we ended up playing like 200 shows and we did some touring and it was all really cool and i i enjoyed it and i'm glad we did it because i think it sort of started to build an audience for us but also it was just like so many garbage shows with uh, with bands that I didn't even really like. You know, I didn't even really check them out before we played with them. And we had a residency like a hotel bar for a while, which was like, it was nice to make that steady money, but also it was, you know, we're just playing there to be mostly ignored, which felt really bad for me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I realized that like that, the like, playing shows constantly approach unless you're doing like a well-organized, well-financed tour, um, it kind of becomes like a day job and a lot of it just feels like you're just going through the motions instead of really creating like a, an emotional experience. So this year I'm, uh, I'm playing less. I'm playing less shows. I want to focus more on I want to record the next album. We've got like 20 songs. Uh, I gotta pair it. I gotta pair it down. I think I know which ones. Um, I think I know which ones it's gonna be. It's gonna be called Phaedra. Uh, and so I know I want to get that done. And I want to play like a few really good shows.
0: Well, I wish you luck in in 2024. It sounds like it sounds like you you know you're gonna be just way more intentional about your shows, but you're gonna be working hard on new music awesome
5: yeah i got uh, i have some i got some good new songs
0: with a song from medusa what do you think i should close out the our interview with
5: um how about uh, how about all my heart
0: will do thank you so much darwin for taking the time to chat with me i really appreciate it and i'm so glad we connected
5: oh okay, yeah it was a pleasure to meet you angie
0: take care good luck happy new year
5: happy new year
2: Meant. And I would do for you all those things that I would do for no one else So why is it so hard to say I love you, yes I do With all of my heart, with all of my heart Now it's been a year and some change since I was Desde no? Be, Be-
0: Thirteen terrific tracks off Medusa, the new LP from Oakland's The Helltones. Thanks again to Darwin for taking the time to chat. You can follow news of Helltones shows and music on their Instagram account at the underscore Helltones. This is MJ, and you're listening to the Hyperlocal Hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio as we continue on with another ageless retro sound. This one coming from multi-instrumentalist Scott Peterson and his project C-Dramas, with a little help from former West of Twin Peaks radio guest artist Jason Quiver, a.k.a. Papercuts. This is off the new C-Dramas LP, a long time in the making, called Beware the Ephemeral, coming on February 2nd. The song is Running Thoughts. San Francisco four-piece jangle pop band The Umbrellas and the song Gone off their newly released LP, Fairweather Friend. Before going on tour in California and Europe, The Umbrellas are holding a record release show at the Rickshaw Stop on February 2nd. By the way, happy 20th anniversary to the Rickshaw Stop. Glad you're still alive and thriving. The San Francisco band of city natives and childhood friends known as Secret Secret, made up of Sadie Allen, Sasha Konings, Maria Donjicor, and Marika Christine, have a new single out. This is She's Tired! I Can Relate. This is MJ on West of Twin Peaks Radio. Secret Secret and She's Tired. Former West of Twin Peaks radio guest artist Asha Wells has released a new single that I already know will be at the very top of my best of 2024 song list. Her sonic growth since her debut album is astonishing, as is the song. This is Carousel. There's
6: a room in this house where I never It's blue and it's quiet and it's wet.
0: Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, Independent Community Radio in San Francisco. DIY psych band Aguti in their first original single since 2019, Golden Hour. This is MJ. Let's take a sonic trip down to Santa Cruz now with music from two projects based in the mountains there. The first is from a band with a rotating group of terrific musicians calling themselves the Painted Horses. This is their new single, The Dark is the Light.
2: I was the sun come up. And the flowers bloom. I watch the days go by. Said it.
0: Wowza. I really love that new song and bigger sound from Wolfjet, a band made up of, among others, John Payne of Painted Horses and Chris Jones, who are getting ready to release a new album in early March. The song was called Feel the Way I Feel. Mark your calendars. Chris will be joining me in March as guest artist when we chat and dive deep into the new album. And that about does it for this episode of West of Twin Peaks Radio. I'll be back in two weeks with another new show, next time featuring return guest artist Yazzie Lowy of the project Bad Tiger, who are on the verge of releasing their sophomore album. I'm going to leave you with a beautiful track off of it called Interstate. Thanks again for tuning in today. See you in two weeks. Until then, be well, be kind, peace.
7: If I was good, would you stick around? Would you set your hackles down? Blazing through the interstate Feel your hand on my before dawn The small bird muscles Uncoming I wanna scream Let it all out Be the storm That wrecks the cloud And falls Pride, take you in the slanting way I want to be the best thing you found The penny on the ground sparkling I want to scream and not make a sound